All right, welcome in uh, welcome here in. on the guard report. And the Celtics cracked 100 points, guys. We did it. Took overtime. This was a this I'll was take a game. It. I, I, you know what? I'm not going to endure tonight. A bunch of people say you're being negative after a win. We're gonna call it how we see it. This is a say rough it. game. This a is a win's a win. A win is a win, and it's good because they need wins. This was a this was a gross game, and the hey. worst part about it is the Bruins scored seven goals tonight, and there's a national championship game going on, and we're stuck watching this. Um, this is sad, yeah. Yeah, but John, because it's our job to talk about it. So here we what'd are. You say, what did you say two nights ago? I don't care about the uh, about the about the end result. Just just give me give me some good basketball. And I, I think you got a little bit of that towards the end. You didn't get good wins. basketball. Wait, 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 you got, you got did the you just end result. Wouldn't it matter? You played good basketball. Wouldn't it matter at the end? Maybe overtime? confirmed. Confirmed, Joe. So I didn't watch the game. Confirmed. For overtime, <laughs> they didn't play well in overtime. Okay, so no, maybe he watched well overtime. They, they maybe, well maybe, he watched yeah. overtime. maybe he watched he overtime. Maybe he watched overtime. He caught the end. He caught the end. Is the sure. previous 48 minutes oh. where it was not the least bit pretty? I, I, I said this during the game. The only thing that game didn't need was com.com because those, man, I was falling asleep <laughs> at the wheel. Yeah. I, 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 I was fighting the clock, man. I could barely get through this one. People this game had l- less flow than anything I can remember. This was grisly. Well, usually when, when you have games like this that are low scoring, you can lean on the fact that, well, you know, both teams are playing really great defense. Uh-uh. No, no. That wasn't the case. No. They were just missing shots. So, uh, okay. and, yeah. This is just painful right. to watch. They're, but, I mean, but at this point, the Celtics is all about finding ways to win. That's all you really care about at this point, trying to get wins. And they got, they got See, I'm came, not sure I do. I'm not sure I do, and that's, kind of, that's where I differ. And this is where we're going to get into it a little bit with, like, the – you know, uh, you know, it's the second game in a row that Romeo and Neesmith are DNPs, and I'm not leading the show with this. We're just going to talk about the choice here is shorten the bench and really go for it. It was really interesting what happened in crunch time when Smart left the game. Schroeder didn't play for the last 920 of the game. So Ime goes from a double point guard lineup late in games to a no point guard lineup late in games, which was shocking. But... There was guys we mentioned being out in crunch time, like Grant and Richardson, which we liked. I'm not sure if like what happened in crunch time and overtime was positive, well, but I guess out. so. Marcus was out. Yes, well, that's what I'm saying. With Marcus out, they went zero point guard. Obviously, Marcus would have played you could if tell. that were the case. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell that they they looked yeah. very unorganized in the, in the fourth quarter. And I, I, I to me. Getting a final way to win this game is, is, is a big deal for them because to go as unorganized as they are down a stretch for a team that has, even when they are organized, they don't play well down a stretch. Uh, this was a good win in their minds. But it, it, the John, I think the point that, John, you're, you're kind of alluding to is, is it a good win to win at this point for this team? Are, are these wins valuable? But that's, I don't, so, sure. that's, what, that's kind of where I'm at is that, yeah, what, are but, we do, what are we doing here? Again, we're going to argue back and forth every single time and say, you know, you know, play the kids and develop them or, you know, play this garbage bench, you know, with the veterans that you can count on, count on. We're, we're and, not at and, that point yet. I think we've been at that point for a year plus. So that's kind of my thinking is what, what's being gained here? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're saying that yeah, we're probably at that point in the in the in the macro scheme of things. But like, are the Celtics giving up in the season? No, not not yet. I mean, I think that's more of a post trade deadline type type deal. And again, like 
if you if you're pissed because Schroeder's taking Pritchard's minutes and Richardson's taking Neesmith's minutes, like just wait to the trade deadline because those you know like there might be some guys heading out the door. I'm not saying it's gonna be those two guys, but certainly Schroeder seems to be a very popular name. Um, and when that happens, I think you're gonna start to see more minutes from some of these younger guys. Be careful what you wish for too, because just because you want to play those guys doesn't mean. Listen, they just had Romeo Langford starting for like a week straight. Um, so it's, it's not like they didn't give some of these guys opportunities to earn minutes. Um, you know, there, there's also the portion, the part of it that they just might not be good enough to contribute right now. So I know was the game. Yeah. Was the game. Are they good enough? We're just going in circles with that though. It's like, until you play them consecutive, until you play them consistently and give them actual roles, you're never going to know. Reality is probably not. I mean, around and around we go. Um, So let's get into a couple of, let's get into a couple of choices. What I thought was really interesting today, and it's hard to, it's hard to go crazy negative on him because obviously without Jason Tatum, you don't win this game, but also Jason Tatum was terrible in this game. Um, and, but he hits one big shot late and, and got you a bucket in overtime. So he came up in the clutch, but I mean, this was a terrible Tatum game coming on the heels of the, you know, Kendrick Perkins criticism where he got really mm-hmm. sad and took to Twitter and said, that's not nice. And then he goes out and he plays one of his worst, most disinterested games of the year up until the very end where it's nice to have a Jason Tatum on your team. Cause you're looking at the Pacers, who the F are they giving the ball to in crunch time to score? Having a person like Jason Tatum is a luxury and it's a great oh, thing Stevenson. to have. Right. It's obviously a great thing to have because Sometimes you just need to give it to somebody and say, get the F out of the way. But yeah. man, was he, man, did he have a rough night. Yeah. Normalize playing more consistently. How about that for a tweet? Instead yeah. of worrying about what people are saying. About <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seriously, though. Seriously, though. I mean, you, you know, like you want to get, yeah, get all bent out of shape about, you know, what people getting paid to criticize or, or to not criticize, to comment critique whatever words you want to use that's what they're getting paid to do that's their job like let them do their thing you do your thing your thing is to play basketball and win games and score and play all four quarters not just show up in the last 1.8 seconds of the game and then you know and honestly great that he did and it was a great shot and he did it last week you know and they still lost the game because of that unbelievable um you know buzzer beater there um i already forget who who hit that shot but um you know he's he's hit yeah, he's hitting games late. His name's RJ Barrett. Come on. My bad. He's he's hitting shots late, um, and he, he closed it out tonight. But again, it's like Jalen Brown sort of does his thing for for that portion of the game, and then you know Jason Tatum comes in and does his thing for his portion of the game. And I, and I thought Jalen Brown had a great game. Uh, again, I thought he was the best player on the Celtics. I think he's kind of been pretty pretty much that way for the, for the last couple of weeks. I've been I've been happy with Jalen Brown's production for the most part. Now, obviously, there. are times in between but um i think brown's been the guy and i thought rob had a solid night today but we have to address yeah, that but, uh, i was just gonna say though no real quick just to respond to that because yeah, you know it. at the end of the day i don't think the tweet itself wasn't just about oh hey charles don't don't discredit me like that i think it was just more about look if you're gonna get props to my, my my guy my teammate just leave it at that okay we won he played well and just keep it at that like the the ongoing you know p- pitting these two all-stars against each other obviously I'm sick of it, and that's what's been going on for the past, I don't know, what, year and a half or so. But with that being said, I mean, you would think that he would keep on with that same attitude and say, look, a win's a win. Jalen played terrific. 
Let's keep the positive vibes going. And I hope that's the case. You know, I get what he's going to say. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Well, I don't care what he says. I just wanted a. You just it's no, a, you, just a, you wanted you wanted a forty you wanted a forty piece. No you man, I want it's such a low. Go off. No, it was the it's the worst of it. It was such oh, a for low seven energy. from three, like yeah, like it, just kind of like it was such a low energy. You got athlete. the worst ver- the worst shooting version of or one worst, of the worst. Worst, worst version period. We've seen how, worse. We've seen how many eight defensive turnovers. rebounds? How many defensive rebounds he grab and he walks the ball? He had that one possession in the fourth quarter. I wanted to friggin' throw my you know just throw we barely made it over half court. Barely makes it over half court. The dribbles for 13 more seconds, going nowhere. Gets trapped and whips the ball out of bounds, trying to hit Grant in the corner. Like, I, and it was, it was, it was, I was like, oh my god! Like, it just so many times. Like, he, there's no pace. He's not pushing it at all. You could tell after one of the timeouts, he had back-to-back possessions where he got the ball and walked it up the floor. And then a few possessions later, the one I talked about, after the timeout, the next board he got. He outletted it to Jalen, and it, they, they got something going. Like, move, man. Like, that stuff is killing yeah. you. The pace in the half court and the pace, you, like, it's an anti-pace team. Like, I've never seen anyone move this slowly. But then on top of that, he's going through the motions of, like, he'll miss a shot, and, you know, the and, and then the shoulders go down again. And even when he makes it, it's like instead of I'm happy I made it, it's ugh, this has been a rough night for Jason. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, just go and do the things you need to get the win. Like, bring it up some. Play fast, play with heart, play with energy. Like, these games kill you when you see them because it's like the whole thing is such a freaking slog. Uh, you know, and, and this, this is the this, worst of it. Yeah. And he's he's been good. This is just this one was just so bad. Yeah, this game was tough duty tonight. It really was. Like the energy. I don't know. I don't know if it's just. Is that what the Pacers do to you? I don't. I don't. I, I'm kind of a Pacers guy, but damn, I don't. I don't watch a ton of them, and uh, I know they were missing a few guys tonight. They didn't have Brogdon, and I do love Sabonis. I'll say that still, but the energy was just. I. I wonder. I'm waiting to hear what Bobby thinks about the energy in the building. Um, because I don't. I don't know. I, I just. <laughs> it was tough out there. It was they got it done. Lot. I mean, they got it done. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, people are gonna probably com- complain that we're not, you know, commending the Celtics. All right. Yeah, they got it done. They got it yeah, done. Yeah, because people like, are gonna complain. People are gonna say in the in the past, if you see the stat line from Jason Tatum, then that's an automatic L. But you know. Well, and look, you you got to probably wasn't an L against like any other team. Like this is a very short-handed Pacers. I mean, it was the same thing with the Knicks the other night without Fournier, obviously, and not like Fournier has been lighting it on fire. But that team was pretty short. You had two you know, pretty bad effort, you know, offensively really rough efforts, a lot of 20 point quarters, but let's talk about you. You want to be positive. We'll talk about who did save their bacon tonight. Um, this, was a, this was a Josh Richardson game. This was a Rob Williams game. Let's let's, I mean, Rob was a bigger deal, obviously with his just overall effort, energy, blocking mm-hmm. shots, scoring, dropping dimes. I mean, Rob gave, he, Rob was huge. He, he was huge. And we, you know, we talk about Tatum and you know what they did in the, in the fourth and overtime, but this game doesn't go to overtime if it wasn't for Josh Richardson. He had seven, I think he had nine points for the game. Seven came in the fourth. So he, in fact, he was their top scorer in the fourth quarter of this game. So Tatum, great that you made some shots down the stretch, but really Josh Richardson saved this team's ass in the fourth. Yeah, Richardson was great. Um, interesting, you know, like I said. Minus that foul. Yeah. Yeah, that was technically that was that was technically that was that was in the regulation. Right. 
Yeah, but uh, the Rob Rob yeah, it, it early Rob was early and often um, yeah. here in this one. Yeah. The, but yeah, uh, Rob was active. Twelve boards. I mean, he was getting up there. I mean, he was you know they were looking for him. I think Jalen had a nice lob to him, and he was getting up above the rim. And he looks more like I think we're seeing more games like that from him than we did for a long stretch to start this season. So I'm forty-one happy to see minutes that. again. You know. Yeah, and a lot of minutes a, for sure. And you're playing against a, a team that's got two two bigs uh, that you've got to you know contend with to some to some extent. Uh, and I know Sabonis got twenty something rebounds, but I mean again when when yeah twenty three when each but he team didn't shoots, score when each well, team about, shoots sub forty percent, there's going to be a lot of rebounds to be had. Um, I feel like I feel like Ime squeezed the squeezed the <laughs> squeezed the juice out of those uh, Ennis minutes, right? Like he got the best out of Ennis that you're going to get. Was yes. that seven minutes he played? Six points in seven minutes. That's that's you, and, and a couple, couple offensive rebounds. You're not going to get him to be more productive than he was in, in that short stint. And they needed that. They absolutely needed that. Yeah. yeah. But Horford was rough again, um, oh. and so Rob had to do play big minutes. I I I, I get. But you saw the difference between Rob and Sabonis, though, right? Like Sabonis is just like a polished big man like his passing is. is unbelievable like he's an all-star jimmy he's i know jimmy. but people have very high 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 expectations for rob especially somebody in this in this video right now and i just want to make sure that you guys see the the major difference i don't in, have in sabonis two. as a comp because he's a bit more of a bulldog he's also an excellent passer unbelievable yeah. passer he's savvy more physical He's also not going to affect the game defensively like Rob is. It's just not right. going to happen. So um, he's a better offensive player. He's in obviously a better offensive player, and he's an excellent passer. Rob is also, I think, on a par Rob's with him in passer. terms of passing ability. No, um, he's not Rob's... on par with him. Not even. No. Nope. Sure, he is. No, it's a bonus. Sure, he's, he just doesn't have the ball in his hands enough. But Rob's an outstanding passer because he's not as good because he can't handle the balls because he can't handle the ball as well. It's not close. You're t- you think Sabonis had a better game than Rob tonight? You're wrong. I, I I'm not saying he had. A, I, I'm just I think, saying. I think Sabonis had a great game. Take that, Jimmy. I'm just know. saying. If you, offensively, if, no, because I think Rob Rob definitely Rob was held more his impactful on, than Sabonis tonight. on the defensive end. I'm not going to even. Period. I think altogether. All, all I mean, overall, Sabonis yeah. may have had more rebounds, but Rob had a bigger impact in this game. Yeah, yeah but I, but Sabonis does things close. well. It was he does, close. Jimmy. We know he that. He just didn't do things well in this game. And a lot of that if, had to do with the guy that was guarding him. Rob. If we're yeah. even pretending to compare Rob to somebody of Sabonis' character, that means he's already arrived. The fact that he's in that conversation, he's that not. would be – I'm saying that would be a compliment. Tonight, Rob outplayed Sabonis, and Sabonis is an all-star. Yeah, he did. So this isn't the night to make this point, Jimmy. I agree with you. I'm not Rob's making not, the point Rob's not Sabonis. Tonight, yeah. But I did – There, if you watch the game, you did see moments where Sabonis was like, wow, like he's definitely a very talented player. He can – he can handle the ball. His passing is definitely better than Rob's, even though Rob is a good passer. But, yeah, he couldn't score tonight. And a big credit to that goes to Rob. I mean, I brought it up because Rob's, we're talking about Rob. I mean, I was going to give Rob credit for the defense he played in Sabonis. However, I still think Sabonis is an unbelievable big in the NBA. And there you have it. Good. Rob was <laughs> better tonight. That's all. I was like, how all. far down are you going to go with this uh, Sabonis-Rob discussion? <laughs> he, hey, here we he, go. It's a hill he's going to die on. Let's bring in Bobby. Bobby I will die save, right the, save the conversation from this from this debate. It's about to keep going. Oh, the audio. Bobby, are we doing the thing? I didn't even. Oh, good. No, I was we muted. Got, we got the uh, audio issues. We got, no, we got the music blast in here, so I'll be in and out. But you're good. It's uh, not that bad. We can't really hear. We're good. Well, we. Were you guys the band? Uh, 
Who had a better game? Nothing, Rob, nothing, 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 what, nothing, nothing. Do you think in the game? Never mind, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your so, take on this game? Don't set him up like that, Joe. Listen, on now. I, I've been saying all week I'm starting to take on the mindset of process over the results, and the result was good here, and the process to get there was pretty good down the stretch. They did a lot of good it's passing and execution there to get this done. It's a terrible Indiana team. You don't want to be in that spot, but again, you were laying on the ground dead in these spots a week ago, and now you finally came through. I generally agreed with what Ime said after the game in that sense. This one wasn't pretty. Tatum, I thought, was really rough, but Brown stepped up in a role they really needed him to in this game, and man, that stat line, 15 rebounds, uh, what was it, 26 points and six assists? He did some heavy lifting in this one to pull a win out of there. Rob was great. I saw you guys had him up there. He saved them in the first half, and they were just dreadful there. So against a game that was really rolling against them late, they pulled this one out. And, you know, that's that's sort of what you're looking for them to do where they haven't, right? That oh, that overtime was pretty good. The fourth quarter, rough overtime, pretty good. And Jalen Brown was awesome, I thought. When they needed someone to calm things down, step up and make some plays. What's, gets- the, what's the best part of Jalen Brown's stat line? No turnovers and the zero had, and the celtics had zero in the overtime period after 20 in regulation zero turnovers jalen very he nice was, he was he was a little shaky yeah, with the handle at first too no he made some big plays that little dump off to rob uh, before tatum hit the big shot 10 regulation that got them two free throws there was big uh he led tatum downhill for what was pretty much the icer in overtime and then that nice little three-man game in the right corner there with Richardson, uh, Grant in the corner who hit the corner three. And listen, Ime, after all the uh, ruckus last week about the lineups, went with some spacing, went with some you know versatile it, players, it, and it worked. Bobby, how how strange was it that you know uh, we we were ki- the the time all of us jumped on uh, Ime uh, a couple games ago was for that stubborn double point guard lineup with Tatum bringing the ball up, and it hasn't and, happened since. Has but it? Smart gets hurt. So you're like, okay, we're going to live or die with Schroeder here. And he goes with the zero point guard lineup, which was really surprising. Yeah. No, Richardson came in and wasn't great in this one, but he's a guy who can space the floor and make plays, secondary plays a little bit better than uh, Richardson can in that spot. You'd probably rather have him shooting catch and shoot threes than Schroeder there. And Grant, it's kind of a no brainer. He wasn't great in this one, but you did kind of see how that pocket uh, pass to the corner there really helped out the offense yeah. late. I mean, that was a big one. Jalen passes up a good shot for Grant with a better shot, and it goes down. It was his first make of the game. Then he misses another one. Actually, the one he missed was ugly, off, yeah. off, off. Yeah. But luckily, Rob is there, saves the day, uh, you know, with the offensive rebound, gets it to Tatum, gets it to Brown, right. gets it to Tatum, and that's the yeah, ball. But John, you remember the, you remember the play before that, though? Because I, I think it was like a minute and a half left, or maybe more than that, but in, in regulation, and and Grant got another open look, and Jalen could have, or Tatum rather, could have, could have. He pretty much had a layup, but he he resorted to to giving him that open shot. He misses, and of course, he got the ball back in that big spot. You know, I just think it goes to show that their confidence in him. Yeah, Grant. Grant went back yeah. to that corner, and that time he was wide open, and they didn't hesitate to give him the ball again. Like, Even the little pull up good. that he had with about three, four minutes to go, yeah, where he went baseline, bad. and that one rattled in and out. That was a good shot. You know, shot. Uh, so that Grant is all about them falling. I I do fear that he's going to regress to the mean. He's not a 45% three-point shooter. He's not a 50-something percent three-point shooter from the corner. He's going to fall 
So in order to hit those season averages, you're going to go through a bit of rough stretches to even things out. But he's still better than anything they have uh, in terms of spacing right now. And Richardson probably is the other guy. So those are the only guys that can create a little bit of space. If you're going to make Tatum the primary ball handler or Brown, it makes sense for those guys to look for one another once the attention, defensive attention gets drawn over to them. So, you know, that's probably, and then you might make that extra kick, which they did in the case of Jalen finding, uh, you know, Grant for that big three in the corner. The Schroeder thing is interesting though, isn't it guys? Like, do you think this is a movement off of him? Um, just to say like, or was it just reading this game and he's like, I'm not feeling him tonight. Or do you think he is like, I'm a little concerned with how we look when he's on the floor in crunch time. And I just, I, I don't want to play him right now, even without a I think, point guard. I think, it was just, I think it was more about just this game. I mean, yeah. I, he wasn't very good. I mean, his defense wasn't good. But neither was Grant, cuts. neither was Richardson until the fourth, yeah, really. But, so. but, but, but Grant, when he's on the floor, he's done enough to where he's going to create more, some space for you because of his presence. As, right. as one of the reasons why Grant is kind of taking a little step back statistically is because he's now on a scouting report. Teams now are well aware of him when he's out there. You know, sure, he, he is who he is. When he misses a couple of shots, that's kind of who he is. He's going to have games where he's going to go four for six and other games like tonight where he was going 0 for four. So I think it was just more of a function of this game. And Josh Richardson, I just thought I had a better feel about him. I thought he was better defensively. I thought he was more engaged. Uh, and, you know, I thought he deserved – and without having smart, you had, to, you had to have one of those guys out there. And if I had to choose for this particular game, Josh, Josh Richardson was a smart call on that part. Yeah, and the other thing into that, yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. No, real quick, I was just going to say, I was I was a little surprised to see that he didn't go to shorter in the fourth into um, overtime, but he did have a bad game. I mean, there were some shots. I think he airballed a couple. Yeah. Like, you know, he's kind of up to his old. Very careless Yeah, approach. like, yeah. definitely careless. And and the, also, the other thing was, don't forget, the Pacers didn't have, like, any of their guards tonight. So, Mime could kind of get away with not going to a guard heavy lineup in overtime, you know, he could kind of mix no and match and see what else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, no. and that's what's frustrating about all the turnovers in this one. Unforced stuff, not much pressure from Indiana at all. You may talked about that after the game. So once you did go in a uh, direction where you trusted Brown on the ball a little bit more there late, he was able to take care of it, which was good. That's what they need in this game. Cause man, how bad was Indiana's offense for large stretches of this one? Like the only reason they got, anywhere off the ground is because you were feeding them easy passes and transition and just throwing away possessions with the awful turnovers. Yeah. So listen, I I don't think Dennis is the best ball security guy. Smart was not by any means. They almost gained something in this one by having him get off the floor and uh, be out of the game for good there. He was just awful in that first half. And, you know, Tatum was pretty rough in his own regard. One assist, eight turnovers there. So you needed somebody down the stretch who could just take care of the ball. And that's really all it did take to win this one. They ended up winning it a little more commandingly because they made some good plays and had some good ball movement there. But right now you just need someone to steady this. And finally, I thought Brown did it. Like I've just been super impressed these last two games by what Brown's been able to do late in games to put these away. Uh, big progress, John. I think even you have to acknowledge the steps he's taken here over the last three weeks. Yeah, I think that's part of it too, John. Yeah. All right, just want to remind everybody about our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. 
new year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code CLNS50 to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, your Vegas favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Once again, that promo code CLNS50 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Oh, never mind. I thought you were talking about email. Well, Brown too, but I was just going to say real quick, you know, this is if you're email, you you've seen what's happened the past two weeks been right blowing these these leads and, and, and poor execution yeah. down the stretch you can't forget what happened in new york obviously and i thought schroeder being the veteran that he is made one of the worst mistakes in, the, in that crucial turnover so i think this is sort of a, a bit of both like if it's, yeah. if it's close down the stretch depending on how he's playing maybe he goes with him but more times than not if he's if he's ice cold and he's not feeling it and he seems out of sync with all the rest of the guys it's important for inmates to recognize that and say nah man you're, you're gonna take a seat yeah, and sorry, I went away from everybody else too. It sends the right message. I went, I went away from Schroeder there, but him doing things like calling off other guys when clearly there's supposed to be certain motions there is just yeah. for and what Boston's trying to accomplish. That's just unacceptable, and they got to stop with that. Like it's just brutal. Some yeah, I mean, he does it. Stuff. You know, you see it from time to time. Tatum will do it as well. You know, but, but Schroeder like, doesn't have the ball much. So like, even if he does it a couple of times, it's. It's still I like think a it's. Big part of I think it's doing. probably pretty annoying, and I think some of the. Uh, I think the players probably get annoyed a little bit too. It's like run what you're supposed to run when you're out there. I'm. I'm sure that's not a thing that like ingratiates him with his teammates. To your point with Jalen, uh, Bobby, I do want to point out like, I. I know you're saying like you gotta like what you've seen. Like, I mean, we're talking about the last two games of six and eleven assists, but before that, it was one one four three zero. With three turnovers, three turnovers, seven turnovers, six turnovers, three turnovers, six turnovers. Yeah, so it was he, bad. Right before these last two games, he went through a stretch of like five five turnovers to zero assists or one assist per game for a long time. He was actually really loose. So, yes, obviously this is pointing in the right direction. And it's, again, it's like playing within yourself, not forcing the issue. Uh, but he's looked like definitely more in control these last couple of games. There's been less wild Jalen again the zero turnovers is what jumps to me you know above 15 rebounds tonight it was like okay great because he had the ball in his hands and he did make some plays uh and he was trying to be aggressive at times and for him not to turn it over that's a big deal huge deal there it is I said something nice about Jalen biggest deal we're all stunned right now we don't even know how to react to that we're just like, wait a minute. Did he? What the hell just happened? Did he just? Five minutes in. <laughs> we're already be like, not nah, John. Come on, really? Yeah. Wait a second. Wait I mean, second. look, we were killing him. He was. The, I no, mean, was that's rightful, where, rightfully so. I, I mean, I, he's still over his career a one-to-one -one turnover to assist guy. So it is a weak. Right. It's a very. It's a weakness. It's a weakness of his game. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what you're trying to do, you know. And then to on Tatum's side, we're being critical tonight, but he's been good. This was just a real dog shit game for him, you know. And even so he, he, it's, it's just yeah. cons it's consistency. It's a it's a twenty and twenty one team, and the reason they're five hundred is because they lack consistency. In addition to there's a weak supporting cast, but Tatum and Brown again, you would think with consistent effort should have this team on their own with really any supporting cast better than what they are right now, which is why they catch most of the heat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah. yeah. 
This team, it feels like this team should be, I mean, certainly not top two or three in the East, but at least a couple games. Comfortably in the playoff picture and not freaking yeah. slugging it out in the 10 slot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and again, what I'm has... emphasizing how early Brown is in this. Like, he, he's talked about in recent weeks just how much extra time he spent in the film room, how much he's going. I think they watched the whole Timberwolves game over uh, with Joe Missoula there a couple weeks ago where he was just a disaster in that loss. He had some real rough ones, and for him to get up and be this great at it so shortly after that, I think is encouraging. Because, again, with him, I keep emphasizing, I'm not saying these guys are young. I'm not saying that they're not experienced. I'm saying that they're not experienced in this role, playmaking and leadership, two things that I think they have to make massive strides in, and we're starting to see little ones. And I think each step that they make in that area, as long as they keep going forward, are going to be important. Like, Brown can't go back to the turnover mess after this. That would be bad. But I'm, I'm appreciating each small step that he takes forward in that regard. Because, listen, I know we'll probably talk a little bit later in the show about some of the things that the Celtics might sell off toward the end of this year. The responsibility for Tatum and Brown as ball handlers is only going to grow as this year goes on, as Schroeder, I would imagine, ends up out of here at some point before the deadline. And who knows what happens with Smart and some of the other guys that are you know, reportedly available now. So this is a role for these two guys that's only going to grow. And uh, they got to get more consistent with it pretty quickly here. And that's what this year, to me, at this point, is all about. It really is. Like, where these guys stand as playmakers by the end of the year is going to decide how successful this season is for me. Not where they win in round one or lose in round two or, you know, get through the playing tournament. The individual progress and this collective progress on the team on this front in terms of playing together is going to be what's most important for me. If they lost this game, I still would have felt pretty good about how they played late. Really? You know, I'm, not, I'm not as concerned about the results anymore. Like, I just want to see them start to play well, good. Yeah, this didn't feel good. I mean. No. Wait. I mean. The other, the, okay. The other issue I kind of have is. <laughs> I think he's going to follow that up. With I still just. just very late. Just like, the last, like, 1.8 seconds of the fourth quarter into overtime. Right. <laughs> They played. They played bad for forty-seven. Bad forty-seven there? minutes. Yeah, forty-seven minutes. And, Wait, and fifty right. and fifty-seven seconds. Yeah. He did say late. But the, the rest was great. Yeah, Don't they have, play him. They have been horrific in those spots, and now tonight they got through on their feet. That's progress. That, I'll look. You need every for every, for the. I mean, again, what are we talking about? They're three and eleven in games decided by five points or less. You, you need you need a couple of these, right? You can't lose every single one of them. So yes, it was almost perfect. Yeah, right. you know? I would have. So, we would have like, been dogging them like crazy if they lost this game. So, so yeah, to play that, like dog shit and execute a little late is probably better than playing pretty well for most of a game and absolutely collapsing and puking on yourself in the last five minutes. So yes, right. that's something. That absolutely you can notch in the positive column. I, yeah. When they needed it, they got it. They got pl- they got blocks, they got rebounds, and they got critical buckets. You know, those are huge. So, yeah. you know. I mean, you, you shot below 40% from the field, below 30% from three, and you still somehow won the 20 turnovers. Your turnovers were over your assist, and you still somehow won this game. Like, this <laughs> has turnovers to be the is only, This has to be the only game. I would like to know the stats. Like, go to basketball reference and just figure out, like, how many games have actually won with those numbers. It cannot be many in the last five 20, years 20 turnovers and 17 assists yeah and and sub 30 percent from three sub 40 percent from the field like you just don't win those games the so team I, was the, the team was absolutely. marcus smart from the field and jalen brown with the assist to turnover ratio tonight <laughs> yeah so absolutely you take the win but like 
just slow down on like they played really well tonight and like you, you were happy with the way they played. Like I'm not going there yet. Now, when you talk about playmaking and how the season's going to dictate, you know, how well they become as playmakers, like, so what direction are they going in? Because if you're going to trade guys who are, you know, helping them win and you're going to play the kids and you're going to do all this Who's stuff. Helping that, them win? They're not winning at all right now. But if theoretically you're, I don't even need deadline, to be on this show anymore. If Bobby's taking this tact, this is great. <laughs> right. I mean, it's Bobby's a to me at this point. If Bobby's adopted this mentality, I, I can retire now. No, yeah, I'm actually right. right in line with John on this. <laughs> Slowly. But you're expecting Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to become playmakers and playmake for who? You're you're trading away anybody who yeah. can help them. I mean, so it's like, and how frustrating is it going to is it going to be for them? That to, again, this is like the Kemba Walker situation all over yeah. again. Take Gary a player, take a player, take away what he does well, and try to make him do something that he's not good at doing, and then it doesn't go well, and then you lose more and more games. It's like we have to stop trying to make these guys become playmakers instead try to get the guys around them that's going to make them best at what they do already well. Like Jalen Brown's not a playmaker. Yeah, look, look, there's no question. He's not just going to become a playmaker. No, what Jimmy said is the right of it. There's no question about that, guys. Like, and this is the. So you want to keep Schroeder and just let that run out? That's not what I'm saying. No, 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 Bobby. He's look. You're both right. I would rather play the kids and take some L's to see if you have something in them. But I wanted to do that last year. Ime's a first year coach coaching for his, you know reputation it's really hard for, him for to his say, job like, too i don't care about wins and losses right, so he frustrates man he's no, in it's a really tough hard when you have two uh two all-stars under the age of 25 I mean, that's yeah what... and i, I understand that's about there but the, the the this is the point guard thing is really the whole ball game and this is what it comes down to is right where you're right you're having jason tatum and jalen brown run your office late in games because you have to you know and that's just not the position you should necessarily be in like when those guys if you're lebron james yes you want the ball in his hands but these are right. scorers you want people to find them you know uh you know you don't right. necessarily want them to always have it so this like, is what i don't need to be the yeah. most about like celtics dialogue these days it's this crazy defense of mark is smart as a point guard and how good he is and how he doesn't get enough credit plus also saying their number one need is a playmaking point guard like it's it's just it's not a knock on marcus to say they need a point guard marcus smart is terrific at a bunch of different things but they need a bet they need an upgrade at that position that would be the first thing if you want to win, you do whatever. So yeah, can you sell every kid, draft picks, and everything, and upgrade yourself at the point guard position? Yeah, I, I would take so. that. I don't think so, right? But I don't think they can. You think Emey's giving up on Marcus Smart being the point guard of this team? No, he's going to start at the point guard because it's the best thing that they have. No, I, see, I hear what you're saying, but you know, yeah. as he continues to evolve and get comfortable with the position, if he think... can get a point guard, yeah, Josue, he would. If he could, definitely. Yeah. But that's and a I don't huge I know it is. Break. Well, you just asked like, me. You just said if, though. It is if. Right, but I don't, don't think Emei's Jimmy thinking, off tonight. He's ornery. I don't think, no, think Emei's. I don't think Emei's thinking like that, though. I think Emei's thinking. You know, trust this process, and Marcus will figure it out. I don't think he's ready to sh- ship him out of here, or at least bring in another point guard to replace his duties. It's tricky because he's so good at oh. defense. He's given you what you need on that end. Offensively, he's so often relegated to the two guard especially when you have Brown and Tatum on the ball there. And really, he's not all that useful off the ball. He'll cut sometimes. He can't catch and shoot. So you're in a tricky position in terms of consistently having him be a productive part of this offense. But he is a sharp uh, secondary passer a lot of the time. He keeps ball movement going. There's a lot of things that Smart helps you with right now, and he doesn't necessarily get you.
afford to upgrade at point guard. So developing Brown and Tatum is so important. It's because you don't have the ability to go out and get Lowry, Paul, Ball, all these guys that we dream of coming in and saving this team. I think Eme, Brad, they know where they are as an organization right now. These are probably the conversations they had in hiring him. And essentially the only path out of this is to get those guys going as playmakers. And I think they understand that. This is kind of what Kawhi and George went through out in L.A. I think that's a great comparison. And it's going to take some time here. Now, they can do some things to make it easier. I'm not saying get rid of Rob and, like, shooters and anything they have here. But right now, with what we've watched this year, are Richardson and Schroeder and these guys that we potentially look at selling off here really helping them that much? Like, we have what we have in terms of their offensive production and the team's record at this point. These guys don't accentuate them that well. So you got to swap them out move some minutes toward younger guys, a shooter like Pritchard. Maybe you bring some. They would be much worse. Like, Believe it or not, they would be much worse than they already are with those two, those two guys this year. They'd probably have six guys, more losses, on, probably. Real quick, don't bring the Pritchard debate to the show because you guys were going at it in the group chat. I don't know if John's going to bring it up, but, well, it's probably going to come up fall? organically right now, I guess. But John, if they Pritchard? sell – John, if they trade Schroeder and who, you know, maybe you keep Richardson in the offseason because he's out. Let's just say they trade Schroeder. Are you that much worse? Look, Bobby, that's not the argument. I've been saying that. What I'm saying is there's one argument to, to not worry about wins and losses and develop talent because that's going to be more important to you in the future, which is what I we've been saying since both. last year. I don't believe Pritchard is someone who needs developing as much because he came into the league more right. of a finished product. So I don't believe he's being hurt by sitting. When he comes in, he can do what he does. I think Romeo and Nismith are being destroyed. You, are, I, And again, this is the nuanced argument i don't think romeo and neesmith are terrific and they might not ever be even good or serviceable but you are absolutely destroying any chance you have of developing their careers by doing what you're doing to them right now destroying them so it's a matter of what you value as an organization if it's important to develop high first round picks and they are okay they're not upper lottery but these are valuable picks right 14 okay this isn't trash and they are early in their careers. You develop them because it's important to, to have that kind of balance on your roster and develop these assets because you don't get a lot of cracks at them. Um, and guess what? And, or you literally just piss them away, just throw them away, which is I'm what you're doing there. right now. I'm with you so there. And that's what kills me is you're, you're literally just setting them on fire. It's just... It's just burning assets. It doesn't mean they're going to be good or better. You, your record might be worse, but you're you're just killing these guys. You're killing them. You are. And they did it what last they- year too. And they might be bust guys. I know there's people in the chat who think so. Not nobody on this room right now is super bullish on any of these guys to be anything beyond a rotational player. Nobody. And, okay. Jimmy, I think I think you know. I think John mentioned uh, one of you mentioned the prospect of Brad helping Ime's job or helping him hang in there, this and that, when it comes to that roster decision, you have big, you have some huge big picture issues right now that you have to sort out and you're not really accomplishing anything. I don't think he's taking the heat off Ime at all by being able to squeeze out some wins against the shorthanded Pacers and the shorthanded Clippers and just all these teams that they've been going toe to toe with. These last two, three weeks should have showed you that this roster has constituted isn't very good. These battles with the Knicks, like, this team is playing down to some really bad competition over the last month here. So that has to be a signal more than anything here to do exactly what John said. 
break this down a little bit, add whatever you can, see what you have by the end of the year. And then you can really, really start to make some big picture decisions by the end of the year. If they just tow the line here, throw it again, what are they accomplishing? I keep asking this. Like, they aren't going anywhere. They aren't. So that's yeah, – But that's you know what? At, at the same time, though, they can go ahead and do all those things that you said. I don't think that changes their big picture at all. The, whether or not Romeo and Neesmith and Pritchard, those guys get minutes or not, even if they have good rest of their seasons, the, like, there's no big factor into the – like, it's not like they're here because – the Celtics haven't want, wanted to get rid of them or can't get rid of them. It's They're just here because they're filling roster spots right now. So I really don't think they are a huge part of this future uh, one way or the other. I, I, I'm all for giving them minutes. I'm fine with that. And if it, that means trading Schroeder, I then get dump it. Them for, then dump yeah, them for a bench veteran. For yeah, real. Yeah, but, also, but also, guys, if one of them is a part of the future, though, that's not that's terrible, right? But that, I mean, that's what's killing you right now. Yeah, they struck out already with, with picks, other picks, and then they're – they sold what the second rounders, you know, play, last uh, for the yeah. The they're bad at drafting. You play them, you play them and develop for them two months before you, or or dump them. They do nothing yes, for you because you're right. not, get rid of them. Dump, dump them for a bench. Dump them for a bench asset. If you're Maybe if you're worried won't. about wins and losses, uh, but I think that's absolutely selling as low as you possibly can, and it's it's guaranteeing mediocrity. It's it's just guaranteeing it. So that's what that's what hurts you there. Like well, they're they already not, started, right? They they got rid of Parker to save some money. They can get rid of Schroeder to save some money. If that's the driving motivation there, I'm actually fine with it because, listen, we no one cares about the wick tax and all that stuff, but you're just breaking down the roster a little bit, making Eme rely on young guys just a little bit more in that spot. And I don't think it hurts Brown and Tatum's development all that much. I don't think there's a huge difference between the lower guys and some of the veterans that they're relying on right now. In fact, Grant's kind of that middle ground between them, and he's been fine for them in the supporting season. Grant's been solid. Yeah, so no, but you, you just run the risk of frustrating again. We've talked about this ad nauseum too. You run the risk of being so bad over so over so much time where these guys don't want to play for you anymore. You can't just, just rebuild around these guys for the next two, three years. They're gonna say, say see you later. I have a different view of how much worse it'll be, though. Like, this isn't good at all. That's what I was saying, is how much worse would it... The bench was awful tonight. They might be until, better. Until very late in the fourth. Are you telling me if you decided not to play any of the guys on the bench tonight and went with, let's say, Pritchard was healthy, if instead of Richardson, who was fine late, and 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 uh, and, uh, and and uh, Schroeder... Yeah. And Ennis, even... You know, you you gave some minutes to Romeo and Neesmith. You think this game is hugely different tonight? We just like, said Richardson was one of the reasons they won tonight, didn't we? Very didn't late, we but that? he was he was a no show for most fine. of the game. He doesn't the, do anything extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. These fine, guys, but we already know that Romeo is a zero on offense. We know that Neesmith can't hit a shot, and Pritchard's the point. Pritchard's the point guard. Yeah, could Pritchard have helped? Yeah, sure, but sometimes he tonight he can't play, so like, he's out. He's out. Like so I mean. This. For a game like this, you didn't need a guy to be extraordinary. You need him to do what was necessary. And in and, and the fourth quarter, they needed someone to make shots because you, you look at the numbers. I mean, Jalen made a big shot, but he wasn't making that many shots. And Tatum wasn't doing that. They needed someone to do the necessary work to get the win, and that was Josh Richardson in the fourth. Yeah, and we've said this, we've said this earlier this year. The difference between this year and last year, it's not really showing up in the records. Absolutely, that's true. But they actually do have capable bench players this year when they when they play up to their standard. Whether it's Schroeder, Richardson, um, you know, whoever else, you know, if, if which is know, why we all have, they have more depth. You know, about Schroeder, by the way, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I understand what you guys are saying. I can see both sides of it. I guess I'm just waiting to see which direction the Celtics decide to go in. Whichever direction that is, is the direction they decided to go in. But we're all sitting here wondering which way that's going to be because they're a middle-of-the-road team. Trade everyone. Either way, they're not going to be really good and they're not going to be really bad. So you're right. Whichever way they decide to go, it's going to be a middling season. And, and like like we've said, it's the worst place you can be. I'm okay. Right. But I think I think what most Celtics fans are hoping on, Jimmy, is that somehow they can – bring in a couple of bench right. guys, experienced bench guys, and consolidate those young guys along with picks. But to John's point, I mean, what's the value in guys like Romeo and Neesmith right now? You know, they've probably diminished, if anything. None. You know, the yeah. guy There's no value in Romeo and um, Romeo and Neesmith. You know, the guy so, so, so build it. There's not a path to getting them right now. I don't think. So build it, yeah, uh, right, Bobby, right, John? We're, Bobby, we're doing Uh-oh. the mic thing again. So build it, so build it, or continue to lower it. I mean, John, again, they just played Ro- – they just started Romeo for, like, how many games in a row? And I just want to say for the nothing. record, I, I still think it's because he's not putting the mic closer, but it's just – It's definitely a plug issue, I think. Anyways, yeah, plug issue. If you, listen, if you want to build it, that's fine. You can play him, but it's not like – again, Romeo gets minutes – you know, kind of one-dimensional. He's the only guy right now who doesn't do anything for you on offense. Pritchard, again, I, I would play Pritchard more. I'm fine with playing Pritchard more. If that means less, if that means trading Schroeder, I think we all I think we all are just waiting for that to happen at this point. I don't think you're trading Schroeder to really get anything for him. I mean, maybe you'll get a second-round pick or something. You're not going to get a first-round pick, and that allows Pritchard to play more. Does that cost you at certain points in the game? I guess we'll find out, but... Does it matter? Probably not. I mean, if you're if you're a fringe playoff team, one way or the other, then it is what it is. I think after but, the trade deadline, you're gonna see one of those guys. You'll you'll see you'll see a lane open for one of those guys to to, to you know getting playing playing time, getting increased playing time. But what, sure. does that mean the Celtics is gonna you know dramatically change their season? Well, it depends what kind of move they make. You know, so we'll see. But you know, I, I don't think the Celtics. I think they know they have one of those guys, whether it's in Pritchard or. Romeo or Neesmith, I, I think one of them will crack this rotation by the end of the season or around that time after the after the trade deadline. Yeah, and if that increases their value enough where they can get tossed into a trade that, you know, I mean, if anything, they're salary matching, you know, and you, you take a flyer on a guy on a, on a low deal, you know, short money. But these aren't, these aren't obviously, you know, this isn't breaking news. They're not centerpieces of any trade. The guys that you have that aren't Jalen and Jason that have value, Rob, Marcus, I mean, I guess Al Horford's contract comes into play as valuable. Um, there's not a lot of assets, but this for the last couple of years, too. There's not a lot of tradable assets. If you're not trading Tatum and Brown, you're stuck with a team like this. You don't have any cap room, and you don't have the talent to get the pieces that you need. Yeah. At what so. point do you start? You guys hear me? Yeah. At what point do you start to think about the future here? Because I think it's just screaming at you. Like, you got to start to make some forward-facing moves here. Even as an encore product here. That's why I'm with John. These guys aren't necessarily going to save you in the short or long term. You just have to find out for the sake of making decisions on them. You know, is, is Neesmith part of what we're doing here beyond this year? Is Romeo certainly? Yeah, you, you don't that call know because you haven't fi- you haven't had yep. you haven't found out. And that's what you're trying to find out, Jimmy. You're not hoping these guys can save you. You're not hoping that they become these major traits. Yet. You just want to start to change some things here going forward because what you've done the last two years hasn't worked, and they've been a big part of it. Their complete inability to impact this team. Grant's done it mildly here over the last 
season. You appreciate that. Pritchard is starting to get involved again, too. And I think he's proved pretty solidly that he's a pro. So where, where do the other two guys stand? They send Neesmith down the main for a game. He looks all right. He comes back this morning and says his shot just isn't there at all right now, which when you draft him for that, and that's what you hear in year two, you're really worried about where that's going. So Did, that's was where he, they stand Was on the he saying that, Bobby? Yeah, his, he said, my shot's not where it needs to be. Yeah. He's searching right now, clearly. Yeah. But and I saw him in warm-ups before the game here today. He didn't look sharp. A lot of catch-and-shoot drills off movement. They put him in a bunch of different spots out there. And it doesn't look great. And I think we've been looking at that shot for the last year or so here and saying, like, that doesn't look like a pure shot. And how many open looks does he get when they put him into the games? Um, I, I think a lot of people look at him as an obvious no-brainer solution to some of their issues that they're not tapping into here. But you watch what he's doing when he's out there. I mean, he shot 2-7 of seven and named some deep last night. Uh, he wasn't going up there and shooting lights out from deep by any means. Decent mid-range looks, gone to the lane a little bit, but uh, the three there is just not not there. And it's sad because, you know, you has one job. Like, literally, when they drafted him, they wanted him to do one thing well, make shots. It's a dream job for almost damn near anyone who plays the game. You're drafted to make shots. And it's literally the one thing he doesn't do. It's literally the one thing he has gotten. But he's also he not getting the playing time either, though. That's the Jimmy, problem. Listen, j- j- I, no, I, he, I, got, he got his he got his swing. The playing time is a cop-out or a justification why guys aren't getting it done. Ennis Cantor showed you the blueprint of what happens when you don't get a lot of playing time. You know what you do? You make the most of the time you get. He played seven yes. minutes at six points. That's what that's what you do as a pro. You don't you can't control how much playing time you get. All you can do is control what you do with the time you, you do. And he's Sherrod, not doing you know, well. you know what you get on But yeah, time? I understand. It sounds like you know a, get, sound like a, you know uh, you a motor, unlimited motor time as a young player to just go out there and do whatever the hell you want. Detroit, Orlando, uh, where who else do I have to call on that regard? That's where you get that kind of run. Who else yeah, in the they, NBA is just shoveling minutes to a struggling young player trying to get them going? Like some teams integrate them more firmly into the rotation, sure. I do think there's ways that they could put Neesmith in better positions to succeed. I just don't think there's any world where he's playing 25 minutes a night playing the way that he's playing right now I just on this team right now now if you make some roster changes and towards that sure those are the long-term decisions that Brad really has to make at the top there uh, but for Ime like who is a Neesmith warranted of playing over right now I like even Romeo's got an edge on him so he is just at the bottom of the barrel right now in terms of priority for minutes I know they have a shooting need, but this is what Ime said the other day. Like the guys, who... I, I'd leave him in Maine then. Yeah, they don't play I a lot either, which is the trouble. I don't get it. Like I said, it's the options are. He this. should have been there since Christmas. Or he should time. have been there. He should have been there this whole time because you have no intention of playing him. It's useless to have him here. If you need a shooter, mm-hmm. keep Hauser up here. You know, and 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 you have somebody come off. You no, know, John, you that's have... a really good point. I mean, real quick. I mean, especially from someone like Brad Stevens, who obviously has a say in the matter, and he was the coach that saw what happened with Terry Rozier and how that worked for him, you know, going down there, spending months, you know, before coming back and becoming scary Terry, you know, 
and, and other guys who who benefited from from stints in the in the G League. You know, that's a that's a good point. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I would do. Um, is uh, do the, the three options are you force the issue and play them because you're trying to develop them here, or you recognize they can't do it at this level, so you get them down there to build confidence. Um, or three, you just cut bait. Um, but having them here on the roster on your bench and pl- not playing them at all is absolutely the only thing you don't do. It makes no sense. So that's the one thing I, I'm just baffled by at this point. Um, and again, I would rather take L's and see if these guys are good um, and find out that they're not. What's the worst thing that, that happens? What's the worst thing that happens? You miss the playoffs and you get a lottery pick. Who cares? What's the best thing that happens if you don't play them? Oh, wait, what's the other part of that worst case up, scenario? You end up in the play-in game. No, worst case, worst case, John, is that, that you – worst case is that you suck whatever little life is left out of Tatum and Brown in a miserable season, and they go into the offseason just completely done with everything. That's worst case. And they case. call Brad and say, hey, by the way, we're not feeling this email guy. Sorry. But did, did the what they do happen. last – did what they do last year invigorate those guys and make them feel great? You, you just towed the line the whole way and you bowed out. And that's exactly what would probably happen if you play this thing out. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, Brown went down. I mean, yeah, I mean, last season was rough yeah, too. Yeah, fair, I mean, fair point, fair point. That That's a big difference. Brown was Yeah, that's the yeah, thing, so. yeah. We never got I mean, to yeah, see Yeah, they still would have lost to the Nets anyways, but like. I yeah. mean, there was, there was a tough year. It was a tough year last year. Injuries and COVID all the way through into the playoffs. This year is really not much different. But everyone's waiting on, like, them to catch some sort of lightning in a bottle and go on some kind of run. Do I see it? Certainly not right now, no. But if you throw the white flag, you throw the what, uh, throw the towel in and just even, play the kids, then, I mean, that kind of sends a chance. message that you're not really – it's just tough to send that message to Tatum and Brown at this early into the season, especially if you're you Jalen Brown, tough, because you, you didn't get to you, you didn't get to play in that series against the Nets, right? I mean, we yeah. we we talk about this all the time about Jalen and Tatum, you know, the, the fact that they're both leading this team for the very first time, you know, that technically it was last season, and we didn't get to see how that ended. So now, you know, for them to sort of wave the white flag, I mean. What's that? What kind of message would that send to them, especially someone like Jalen? It's like, well, wait a minute, I'm I'm available this time, and we can maybe we can you know find a find our stride and, and go into the playoffs as one of those hot teams to look out for. You know, I mean, if you're Jalen, you have to think that way, especially throughout this recent stretch where he's been he's been going off. Well, I hesitate to call it a tank, Joe Sway, because it's not a tank. I'm not selling. Well, that's how they're gonna feel well, like it is. So, how, so what are you calling it, Bobby? If that's not what it is, what what are you calling it, Bobby? Calling it you, you, you can't trick these guys. I'm calling it just. Yeah, that, I mean, there, there's no Jedi mind tricks you can play that can make yeah. people see it for something that, that is not. I mean, it's it's tanking. That's what we're talking about. Don't well, insult me, their let intelligence. Let me describe exactly competitive, what I'm – Competitively exactly, challenged? What do you call it? Let me describe exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about here. You trade Schroeder by the deadline. That's it. That's the only change you make. Is anyone crying in the locker room? Is anyone saying we can't no. compete anymore? So there you go. You can have a little bit of both worlds. You keep Richardson for competitiveness. Al's obviously still here. Uh, you know, maybe you get off Wancho. So that's what this is all about. It always matter. goes back to Schroeder. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's the obvious one. Forget At the, the end of the day. He, he's gone after. That's this what this year, is about. The long right? con. John, don't lie. You got you got mad today. You were mad today. 
At what? Oh God. Yeah, he's gone. We know he's gone, Bobby. You were doing Your the you were doing the, the text on, on so, some rage. So it's an it's an yeah. obvious move. I was to make. I was raging. I was raging a little. Look, I mean, it's, you guys had two different debates. A, I feel like there's a difference there's any between argument for there's keeping a, him. No, there's not. But again, we're conflating that with whether or not he has value. If your goal is to win games now, Dennis Schroeder helps you. Even if sometimes he pisses you off, he helps you. Richardson helps you. If your goal is to develop younger players and see if you can build some assets for the future, you dangle Richardson and Schroeder and Al and see if anyone wants to pick them up because they want veterans for the stretch run. And you just – and that's a – that's a win-win. Then you play kids and you have assets. I'm fine with that. But if you're if you're telling me that your goal is to win games this year, then you keep Schroeder just for this year and ride him out. That's there's no question about it. You're better for it. So you do well, what he makes doing a, now. Let's just take an you honest play, look. You play, you play eight or nine guys most of the minutes, and that's it. And that's how you hold you. And you you know. And, and that's how you win games or that's how you win as many games as possible. But I don't want to well, do that. I would sell every single thing that anybody wants that isn't, and has no long-term future with you. And, and then, and then play whatever's left at 100. If you can get anything for them. Yes. Here's, here's the issue with trying to win and compete down the stretch here. Chicago, Brooklyn, Miami, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Charlotte, all those teams seem better than you, even if you play at your highest level here. So you're in the playing tournament, you end up against a Chicago or a Brooklyn round one again, and that really caps what you're able to accomplish there. Even if you get to six, you get Miami or Milwaukee round one. You just face a tough path to even getting out of the first round there. So that's the case for John's path there. Now, I understand what Jimmy's saying, too. There's a, there's a potential you demoralize the team if you go too far in that regard with Richardson Al. I don't even think you can trade Al this year with that contract, but uh, Richardson and Schroeder, let's say, and then it's the floodgates for Romeo and uh, Pritchard and Neesmith there. There's a chance that wears down on those guys, but I think the maddening inconsistency you're going through right now, which I think is just endemic of this roster, is frustrating as well. So, I leaned in John's direction. I'm not throwing away Richardson for nothing. You probably want something back for him. Yes. Brody, you probably get a second round pick. Like that's Come it to the point. dark so, side, Bobby. So yeah, I think they're just the moves you really have to consider like long and hard. To, I mean, well, what are we talking about here? What's the accomplishment you get out of this season by really trying to win? Nothing, nothing, there? Bobby. Look this is done, it, John. You, you're an enabler, and like in like two months, he's gonna be he's gonna be sipping some drink, <laughs> talking like this. Like you <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be watching the the last game of the Celtics season. That's what's gonna happen. Listen, I've been watching this team all year. We know who they are. You know, totally. Like, not I'm not. This- I mean, like we knew who they were before the season started. We knew who they were. I mean, they're actually a, somehow they're worse than I, I didn't we think they were going to be good at all. I just don't think but. you should. We knew who they were last year, guys. Brown, right. You can't no, like fool Tatum. Nothing. Brown. What do you think Tatum and Brown think is going on right well, now? Do you, well, no. What I mean by fold is if you were to trade all your parts like that, you know, they don't care without you making it part? obvious that you're. That's true. They might just not care about anything. You think Tatum and Brown are going to be like, <laughs> oh no, you traded Schroeder. No, man. No, they're not going to care right away. But when the losers start really stacking up, they're going to say, well, wait a minute. What happened to our pieces here? Yeah, but, but, the, but here's the thing. You, you got to remember that that those two guys, when you look at where they first joined forces, every damn year since then, they've won, they've won fewer games. They, they've, they've gone – they haven't been able to get nearly as deep into the playoffs. So they know at some point 
just common sense. There has to be a reset. There has to be a scorch the earth. Let's figure out how to get back to where we were four or five years ago. And that's going to require you to get rid of some folks. They totally get that. I, I, the, the last thing that I'm worried about is them thinking that I got to go somewhere else to go win. They know they can win here. They just don't have the pieces around it. And you got to and listen. You've got to get rid of stuff. Uh, this yes, is where and you just. And Gerard, it's, it's, this is. I think they think this is this year was their first start, Gerard. I think that's the that's the thing that, they, and they're learning. They're they're getting a tough lesson of you know they they're getting that they're they're going through their the growing pain, which is good. You want that, but at the same time, you want to also keep the roster relatively competitive. You know, you don't want to start. You can do both. You can you absolutely can do both. You absolutely Especially with Schroeder. Removing Schroeder from this situation doesn't hinder their winning ability, their competitiveness no. ability at all. It really doesn't. He didn't play yeah, in the I'm, I'm, I'm going to argue. Bobby, yeah. is when you say that he's in the way of Pritchard's development. Like, that's a whole different conversation. Like, that's... He's a better no, shooter. I think Pritchard is in the way of Pritchard's development more than anyone. I think Pritchard is, is the Probably. issue. I think there's a chance that you give those you minutes. Ninety two in a pro am and things change, I guess. I don't know. Been the same this this team been the same since, like. this team over the course of eighty something games with Schroeder and Richardson and without them is no different than a two to three win swing. I I, I mean I, and maybe and maybe in either direction. You can't convince me otherwise. There is no way that all of a sudden those guys get traded for some of some future asset and the team just tanks there is no, no way that happens the other guys are going to step up get a little more comfortable and start playing better i think that's a chance that's exactly that if you replace... the point it's helpful it's actually helpful yeah. it forces the issue and you don't there's have shooting right now. and i like richardson a lot selling off parts though there's a difference if you consolidate or if you're just going to sell them for you know future picks i don't know yes. i don't know what yes you. yes you have to start stacking you have to you know Take you're a step, you have to take a step back to take right two now. steps forward. Your long-term prospects are very poor right now. If you can give up something that isn't really going to affect your overall the overall makeup of your team and isn't part of your future for anything that's going to possibly help you in the future, you do it. Because those picks, whether they turn them into something, they become assets that you can stack together with other things and maybe roll up into something better and get a trade, get a third piece. You need to start amassing more stuff. And so you need yep. to do it by trading pieces and Crazy developing talk. and developing what you have. And that's it's it's not that hard. You know it's who just, you want, John. They're stuck, they're stuck in this mindset of, you know, we're we're competitive. And they're they're in their own way the last year and a half with this. John, you know who you want. Yeah, but one of these the guys guy who was too, John. That's the, the thing. guy. Like, between Romeo and Neesmith, one of those guys supposed to crack this rotation by now, and that hasn't happened. Probably right. Right. You're probably right. Seriously, I, I don't that's right. That's where I am but, with with this Bob, group. Bobby, what were you going to say? Yeah, sorry, Bobby. Well, well, I'll finish it up by saying that, you know, Schroeder's probably done enough from a shooting regard to step into that spot. Right? And John hinted at this earlier, too, that he's not necessarily a development guy. He's a guy who is where he is, steps into that spot, and maybe gives you a little something that you don't have right now that you probably need. I mean, Pritchard played pretty good over those weeks that Schroeder was out there. But the guy you ultimately want was on the other side tonight. Did you guys see some of the stuff DeMontis Sabonis was doing out there no, from a no. passing standpoint? He Thank you, Bobby. Is... Welcome to the show, Bobby. I'm glad Welcome, to have Bobby. you. He is phenomenal. Yeah, what do you have, 10 assists? He had a triple-double oh, tonight. He was triple-doubling. Just... And he, a couple guys blew it for him on some beautiful passes. He was just electric, and that's the kind of guy. He's a good ball player, can... man. 
If you Bobby, imagine him with really Tatum is. and Brown. Mr. Imagine the bonus. If you if you put him with Tatum and Brown, boom, mystery solved. That's what's gonna glue. You're not putting together. him with Tatum and Brown. Playmaking, right playmaking. You're trading, you're trading Jalen Brown for him if you want him. It's 2022, no, gonna, and it's it's 11:30. No, we're not doing this right now. You're gonna put Rob <laughs> in the best position to be a trade piece by the end of the year. You're gonna amass all your future picks because they're useless. You you need to get a guy in here now who can help Brown and Tatum. So you're gonna pass, yeah, amass I, as many picks. Yeah, as but you I don't can. think Sabonis is the guy. But I like I see what you're saying though. I see what you're saying. And then you send Keep Smart going, over too because they're trying to do a soft rebuild. Smart's the guy who helps them, and rather than a tanking team who doesn't want Smart okay, at all. Okay, that's great. You can't get Sabonis. Not for yes, not you unless can. you give up Jalen. You can't get Sabonis. Yeah, no, no, there's no you way. Can't. No, Why not? You can't because you Why can't not? because the Pacers aren't stupid. Because Robert Williams yeah. isn't Sabonis. They that's might why. be. Because <laughs> the other teams aren't stupid. They're not. What if Rob plays like, What if Rob plays like this the rest of the way? John, you 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 had a debate with me earlier in this show that Rob was by far the better player tonight and all this stuff. He was, he was defensively. He was so, okay. So, so, okay. 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 So he obviously <laughs> has the skill and he's on the rise. It doesn't I, matter. Know, they I, want, they want an all-star for an all-star. They're not trading you for a, you've for said a, that Rob has all-star capabilities and possible defensive player of the year capabilities. I mean, we can do this, Jimmy, but the reality is they're not trading for Rob because the whole point of our conversation was if we're even talking about Rob on Sabonis's level, then Rob's arrived. He's not on Sabonis's level. That's how we He's not. That's why you have to add. We don't even think that's that. That's why you have what to add smart. Like, N- not going to no, happen. It's not a one-for-one trade, obviously. No, it's a bunch of picks. Right, but he would be the other young guys. It's yeah. none of that. It's none of that. You He'd could give the them. You could tell them. You could tell well, the what's Pacers. What's the point of training Brown for Sabonis? Uh, you're, it's there's no point. The point is stop talking about Sabonis unless you're going to offer Brown. That's the point. Just if you tell the Pacers, oh, you, you if did, you start Bob. the conversation with the Pacers by saying we want Sabonis, you can have anybody but Jalen. They just hang up. They just hang up. They're like we want nothing else. You have right you now. Can offer them. You can offer them all of it. They want none of it. Right now, but you up the picks. You got guys that playing better by the end of the year. You focus on some development here, and maybe you have some guys that look better to them. But again, Bobby, Garage, Bobby, this is this is what you're, Bobby, the, this is what this is what you're. I think you're 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 ignoring. You have the best player in the deal right now, unless it's Jalen Brown. If you're Indiana, and if you've got the best player in the deal, why are you going to get rid of him when you're not going to get a comparable player of significance in return? You're giving up a young all-star in Sabonis view to do that deal for a guy who might be an all-star versus a guy like Jalen who is a no. There's a chance they trade Turner and Miles Turner standing there like really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you could trade in Turner instead. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and if no, now if you're talking about Turner, that's something I think Indiana. When you talk about the spare pieces that the Celtics have, not named Jalen Brown. Yeah. Yeah, you might be able to. I'm not as interested. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. that's yeah. where the conversation begins and ends. If yeah. you're Indiana, that's the problem. Exactly, exactly. Well, but, but yeah, I mean, it's like they, yeah, Indiana's Indiana going is nowhere. Indiana's stuck with that. We had this in 2020. We talked. We had this exact same conversation. Indiana's not going just wait. Indiana. Just wait. Just warned us not to do this. He warned us not to do this. About seven minutes ago. No, you gotta do it. I mean, <laughs> we can do it. We can do it a little more on Wednesday because they're playing the Pacers again. But listen, these are two teams that I think looking at where they are are perfectly aligned to make a deal. Let's say they really, really drill a hard bargain and say, 
we'll give you some extra stuff here to get Brown with Sabonis. So maybe you end up with Brogdon and Sabonis in a deal like this. You send back Brown and Smart. Then all of a sudden, it's kind of this mega deal where both teams kind of swap their you know middle parts there. That's a tricky one to swallow if you're Boston because I do think the value of Sabonis is that he connects the Jays there. But you do end up getting a pretty high-level point guard in Brogdon back in that kind of deal. So that's one that intrigues me when it comes to Brown deals. Again, I'm not a guy who wants to trade I Brown. I hate that seeing, one. But, yeah. Seeing like what that. he did out there As tonight, a Pacers guy, I like that one. Seeing what he did out there tonight. <laughs> you like it for your Pacers. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not in the camp of trading Brown. Like I'm nowhere close even. But that is one construction deal that I think could make some sense for both teams. I mean, again, Indiana's trying to do a soft rebuild here. They're not trying to blow it up. They're trying to change up some parts here. That's sort of what Boston's looking at trying to do too here. So these teams, even if it's in a bigger deal with multiple teams, could really make something happen here. And I think that's the only path that there is to Boston making a, you know, significant franchise changing deal in the off season. Now, none of this is going to happen by the deadline. That's why I advocate just kind of seeing the different pieces you have to be able to, uh, yeah, I know. Just wish, you, wish you did it last season. year. Wish you did yeah. it. In an, in an we obvious, screamed about it last year yeah. Yeah. in an obviously lost season last year, you know, totally. I, it's again, it's, it's a disease. I don't know. It's endemic right now in this team. Um, I still think that Hayward swap was a, was a miss. I don't care. I'm holding, I'm holding on to that. Clearly, Hayward for, for Turner and, 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 and Dougie McBuckets, I, I still think you make that Clearly, move clearly. Because yeah. that became Fournier and it became Richardson and then it became a TPE. You know, like... And it's going to become a second-round pick. <laughs> I, I, I still the don't conversion, like Turner. The conversion went all the way through. Turner's not great, man. <laughs> I don't like Turner at all. You, did you even know he's not out there tonight? No, I forgot, and I was no. looking. I, he went. He was out for a spell. Then he checked in late for defensive purposes. Like, he's not he, – his and offensive game – that's exactly game, what I said at that time. His offensive yeah. game never developed. I mean, he's leading the league I'll in blocks, though, right? Yeah, he's a great defender. He just has no role in that but, offense. But uh, the yeah, idea of him being a, being a stretch guy and being able to shoot threes consistently just never fully materialized. Plus and he's he a shooter. Yeah. He's not just not that guy. He likes to shoot. He's just not a shooter. Right. He's a shot chucker. Let's be, call, yeah. let's be honest. He, yeah. That's who he is. So he steps cool. out back there. And again, it's a respectable amount. 35% from three this year. It's not terrible. Uh, he's just not outstanding at anything offensively. And he's kind of got like klutzy Rob hands sometimes too, you know? So He'd be good in another situation. I think of him in Charlotte as a dream. The Knicks have certainly been showing interest in him, as reports showed today. And there's teams that I think would like to take a flyer on him, but nobody's knocking down Indiana's doors to take him. So they're in a tricky spot where, yeah, they'd rather probably start this rebuild by trading Turner and keeping Sabonis. But I don't think they get a lot for Turner. I mean, they've been trying to trade him for years, it seems like. Yeah. No one really wants him. So at that point, do they open their ears a little bit to making Sabonis available and going forward with Turner? That might be something that they have to consider there. And I don't know how many teams are blowing down their doors for Sabonis either, honestly. Like, there's a few. Golden State could walk down that road. They've certainly got the most to offer. Uh, I, th- I can think of a few others there. But I do think Boston would be kind of the front of the line in terms of teams that he makes sense with. Uh, so, again, keep an open mind to that and just how they could end up getting to a deal there with Indiana. Bookmark, again, bookmark this episode, Bobby. Bookmark this episode. The Pacers aren't in like this. I don't think so. The Pacers aren't in a position where they can just keep running this back. What happened? 
I think oh, he froze. Think awesome. All right, good. He'll keep going forever. So let's end the show. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, John. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to see this, right? Nothing personal. <laughs> Quick, this everybody never, get out of here. Yo, good job, everybody. everybody. Thanks. Everybody run. Bye. Yeah, this no, is we... not a taping. <laughs> All right. Good to see everyone. Somebody we'll see you Wednesday. A, somebody, oh, no. Somebody's going to come oh, up with back. Damn. Hey, Bobby. Bobby, what are we just going to yell at? What are we just gonna yell about the problems all night? Let's come up with some solutions. I got a solution here for the issue. Okay. Oh, we all heard it too. We all we all heard it. Okay. <laughs> it was I'm good. Here. I'm here for it. No, let him wrap up. What are you saying? No, 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 give it. no that's all I got. We'll see you again okay. on Wednesday. Same team. We can have the same discussion. <laughs> yeah, we, that's the sad thing. We're gonna have the same debates all over again. Assuming this game is just as boring as this well, one. Well, this team doesn't keep winning. But we'll see. <laughs> no, either way. Either way, we're going to have this discussion. What am I saying? I'm going to have my Sabonis. I'm going to have my, my, my Sabonis facts with me for Wednesday. I'm going to have all. Jimmy, you Bobby, should be I'm... with me. You love this team. He loves them. I am with you. I am with you, Bobby. Let's go. I love it's you, always Bobby. Good with me. <laughs> I am with from the you. Mind, from, Let's the, go. from the mind. From the minds that brought you Tristan Thompson and Kemba's going to get healthy, we have part three of yeah. Jimmy and Bobby coming together. <laughs> yeah, we're due. We're totally due. It should be like our commercial right there. Those are the last uh, last two ideas me and Jimmy joined forces on. Yeah, I, I just, like it. Oh, gosh. When I see Sabonis play, he just he's just like uh he's just polished. He's ready to go. You know, How great like, is he? Oh my, he is a joy to and watch. And he's got NBA blood in him. I mean, Arvidas Sabonis is a Are legend. You guys serious, man? So uh, that's all I needed to hear. Can can we can we move on from the Sabonis love fest? I mean, he's a good player, but his team sucks. I'm ready. To- how about this? They're playing the Pacers. The Pacers. On the Pacers. Let me say this real quick about We can Pacers. talk about Sabonis for the next 48 no, hours. No, no, we guys. won't. We won't. We won't. I just want to say this about the Pacers. Talk about a team that's been screwed with injuries and health issues over the last couple of seasons. It's the Pacers. They should have been way better than they were record wise, but they've, since from all the way down the line, every single important player on their team has been hurt over the last few seasons. And that's why they're at the point now where. They have to do something, I guess. Okay. Good night, everybody. That's that's my spiel on the Pacers. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Good stuff, thank, Jimmy. Thank you for watching. Uh, we're back on Wednesday. Same two exciting teams. Um, <laughs> hey, someone's got to be careful. That, that crowd over there, they don't mess around. In yeah. John, you're supposed to sell the show. Come on. No, oh, no. If people are here. They, they know what they're getting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If they're still they're, watching, then they're diehard. There's, sure. there's, they're, they, they know what they're getting. Um, day one. But yeah, good stuff. We're back. Right, wow. Exactly. We're, Touchdown, we're Georgia. Touchdown, Georgia. Uh, yeah, so Bama, Bama with the ball, and they need a touchdown and the two to get it to overtime. So we'll let you guys go watch the rest of that. In the meantime, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please, if you haven't already, you'll be notified every time we go live. Um yes, yeah, and a lot of good content over there as well. Uh, and that's, that's basically... the best part about it. You get a notification, and it's like, oh, Jeff oh. Goodman's show's coming on. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. Gerard, you know, the A list podcast is coming on. Like, you get that notification right away. It's so, happening. Good. I love this. So yeah. uh, make sure you check it out. Um, Sherrod's got a podcast. Home theory tomorrow. 
We're talking busy to week too with Patriots go. playoffs. There's a lot going on on the uh, on the YouTube channel. Yeah, check us sure. out over on the Patriots side too. We got a lot of stuff this week. Evan Lazar will be heading over to Buffalo. Sherrod's got a podcast dropping tomorrow, I believe. Is that right, Sherrod? Uh, should be coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A-List Podcast, subscribe to that. Dome Theory, Causeway Street. Uh, check yes, us sir. out at clnsmedia.com. Bobby Manning will have a full write-up of this game and all the stuff you need to know. Until then, thanks again. For-